And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. It's Mickey Brennan here as usual and I'm joined by the one and only Mr. David Rispin, our new small ball expert and uh, even even more of an expert these days because he's even taken in camogie matches which is brilliant. Uh, you're welcome to the podcast as always Davey. Thanks Mick, good to be here. Yeah, um, we don't have the other two uh, degenerates this evening. Um, <laughs> they are missing in action, I think in fairness to them, uh, you know it's been a a busy few months already and at the start of the year and um, this is probably the one weekend they get off um, from football fixtures and hurling fixtures. I don't think the meat hurlers, no, so the meat hurlers finished up last weekend in the Division 2A, so it was probably their first weekend off. So we'll allow it allow it to them this week, I suppose. It'll yeah, nice. I, I wouldn't really, but no. yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, look, for sure. You'll have that. Look, we still have an action-packed uh, We Are Meat podcast this week. We have football and uh, club football and hurling results. We have some results from uh, the the schools as well. We also had the Mead Camogues were out, the Mead Ladies were out, the Mead Minor Camogues were out, and we've got some results from them. Unfortunately, we don't have a whole pile of information on the Mead Ladies football team or the Mead Minor Camogues, um, but both of them getting victories this weekend. And then we'll be going to Instagram Interactive with Davey Rispin, and then we might dwell on gapredictions.com for a little while. Um, you know, uh, there was Even no, though there hasn't been enough. There was no, there was no, no, no. Yeah, no, no, but we, we still need to go back to uh, the league table from last week. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to get stuck in straight away. We're going to go to club football results, and uh, Davey Rispin, you're going to give us all the club football results from the weekend. Yeah, we'll do. Not too many. There was two uh, league games and there was also two games in the Cups, which were, you know, uh, backlogged fixtures from um, previous rounds due to the weather. But I suppose we'll start with uh, the A-Leagues and A-League Division 3 was the first one. I think this game was on Friday night uh, with Kilmainham and Minaldi playing local derby there in a very high scoring game by all accounts with Kilmainham coming out the winners 3-11 to Minaldi's 2-9. Um, in a high score and, and entertaining affair by all accounts so good win for Kilmainham there they'll be happy with the start they've made mm-hmm, absolutely um, then into Division 2 this was played today this morning in Nobber and it was the Intermediate Champions Nobber hosting um, Junior Club Karen Ross and it was the Intermediate Champions uh, emerging comfortable victors on the scoreline of Nobber 2-12 Karen Ross 8 points so uh, 10 point win there for Nobber Comprehensive enough, you'd have to say, and, and hard to be too surprised with that no. uh, margin. Either. No, no, absolutely. And even even with the players that Nobber are missing, you'd still expect them to uh, be able to put up a scoreline like that. Mm, yeah, they will. And look at Karen Ross. Um, Karen Ross have been going well, to be fair. They're, they're in um, a Talton Cup final whenever that'll be played, but big step up, you know, playing playing a senior club now in Nobber, you know, and away there. It's always difficult, tough place to go with this time of year, especially. But And, and I know Nobber are only back up at senior ranks, mm. but like, you know, it's not that long ago since Nobber were playing their trade in, in, uh, in, senior, in senior ranks, you know, so they do have that pedigree and that know-how and experience mm. of playing up with the higher divisions. Ah, they do, yeah. It's, it, look, at whenever you, when you, when you go to play Nobber, it's always going to be a difficult place to go and try and get a result. Um, 212 is a good scoreline. Karen Ross maybe will be a little bit disappointed at the margin of it, I think, more so than that. else. It sounds like a little bit of an underwhelming performance, but, uh, you know, good win for Norbert. They'll be happy out. Division 2, It's uh, we talked about it in the preview for the leagues. Karen Ross, on the main, may struggle in that division because they are the only junior club there, and it's it's a very competitive Division 2 this year with, with the likes of Norbert, Manalvi, St. Pat's, Rakeni, they're, they're just some of the teams, Castletown and Sydney are also there, you know, really, really tough division that this year, but um, they'll give it a lash. Um, moving on then to the um, the Cups, and there was two Corner Borneo games, 
One was a quarter-final and the other one was a semi-final. So I'll give you the quarter-final result first. It was Waterstown 2-8, Ballinabracky 13 points. So a narrow one-point win for Waterstown there in the quarter-final. Mm-hmm. They'll play St. Michael's now in the semi-final. God knows when, but... Um, Did you say it was a one-point victory for St. Pat's? Or sorry, sorry for Waterstown? Uh, yeah. Right, okay. No, because I, I just remember looking at those uh, results online um, on Twitter and I thought I thought Ballinabracky had won that one no, by a point. No, all okay. the way around, I think. Uh, Stand to be corrected, but no. You I keep think, you keep going, and I'll 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 have a look and see if there's anything. Yeah, no, I definitely looked this up. No, I, Waterstown did win by a point. I'm I'm sure of it. You know, I, I had a look at the report. Um, Barry O'Connell, I think, chipped in with five points. Uh, Good to see it. Yeah, yeah, is right. So no, definitely one point win for Waterstown there. In the other game, it was a semi final. This was played Friday night, and it was a local derby between the Caleri sides, Castletown and Sidon, and a very tight game, an entertaining game by all accounts too, with Castletown. Emerging victorious in a scoreline of two ten to Sidon's one eleven, so a two point win for Castletown. I followed this one on Twitter, so I did. Yeah. And uh, Castletown had an, a sizable lead, and Sidon came back into it. It looked like a game of two halves. Mm-hmm. One of those uh, old cliches coming out, um, and and just the line just didn't come quick enough uh, for 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 uh, or, or came too quick. For came Sidon. too quick for Sydney. Yeah, I I seen a bit of it on Meet Daily actually. The lads covered it there, and there was some really good coverage over the weekend there, and. Darrow and Cormac Road, the brothers for Sidden were outstanding. I think one six and one seven between them, maybe Castleton, the usual performers, Decky Cribben, uh, Kevin Ross, Darren Finney, Mark Kelly got a great goal, c- courtesy of a brilliant run by Killian Price. Um, there was there was another uh, good or, good contribution or two, Shane Hoy as well. But they'd be two ferocious rivals. Oh, you know, Jesus! Like it doesn't get any uh, any bigger than that. So that's like an old firm derby. It is a bit, so yeah, it's... yeah, and especially early in the year, but. By all accounts, great, great game by the sounds of it. And Sydney will be disappointed, but they'll be pleased with probably the start they made to the year with Davy Cahill going in there. Um, Nigel Maguire's in there with Davy as well. Good management team. They'll definitely give Sydney a bit of a kick, and they'll be looking at a good competition or a good um, start to the Division Two campaign starting next week for them. Yeah, just to confirm, yeah, I found it on Twitter there, and you were right. I misread it, so I did. Um, Balnaraki thirteen, Waterstown two eight, so a one point victory for Waterstown. I, I I actually read it as fifteen points to Balnaraki and two eight to Waterstown. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Waterstown getting the getting that win there. So um, Waterstown are through to the semi final now. Yeah, they play St. Michael's in the semi-final whilst Castletown are already through to the final. Yeah. So Castletown will be waiting the wings for either Michael's or uh, Waterstown. Castletown continuing on in the good vein of form that they showed last year, which is great to see. And then uh, that's all the football results, I take it. Um, so no point in going to tables or anything like that. We'll be updating them in due course. But uh, moving on then to the club hurling results. Uh, our new small ball expert, Mr. D- Mr. David Risman. You were at every game on the weekend, I believe. I was. <laughs> I'm not that good. Uh, I'll just I'll just read out the results. So the first one we have is in the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear Division 1 All-County uh, Hurling League. And there was just one game played. Um, this was in Killeen with Trim playing Killeen. Uh, and it finished in an entertaining draw with Trim 1-23, Kline 2-18. So sounds like a, a cracking game there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so that was all in that one. And then in Division 2 of the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear, it finished in Boards Mill. It finished Boards Mill 2-11, Blackhall Gales 2-8. So another good game there, but the home side emerging victorious with three points to spare. That was the only game in Division 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into Division 3, again, the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear Division 3, uh, first game up was Ratmaline recording a huge win in Dunboyne against Dunboyne on a scoreline of 3-19 to St Peter's Dunboyne 1-4 so big win there for Ratmaline obviously their first team and that playing Dunboyne's second team um, the next one up is a local derby in Grange Garden it was Gail Columkill coming out victorious on a scoreline of one thirteen to Kilskeer Moyles 1-8 so 5 point win there for Kells um, into Division 4A uh, there was just there was actually no games played. There was a walkover. Um, some Pats getting a walkover against the Fina there. That's um, disappointing at this time of the year to be given a, a walkover already. Yeah, that was meant to be played this morning, but didn't happen obviously. Uh, and then into Division Four B, the the bottom division. Um, there was a couple of games played. The first one it was Dunham Ashburn one eleven, Kildalki one eight, so three point win for Ashburn there. 
Um, and the last game I have here is Kaline, 24 points, trim 2-5. That was playing Kaline on Sunday as well. And that's the second team, so I presume, in Yeah, trim that'd be Kaline. both. Or that, that could even be trim. The, third, third team, team yeah. yeah. Maybe it is, yeah. It could, Kaline, could. second team, I think, yeah. Excellent. So that's an update on all of the uh, club hurling and football. And as we said, we'll be giving you tables in due course. Um, and we'll be keeping an eye on the shakers and movers in each of the divisions. And I, I'm sure there's going to be um, a, a few interesting uh, uh, teams making their moves this year you know there's going to be uh, in the football especially I can see a few teams maybe putting in some big surprises this year So, but we'll keep you updated as we go along uh, as the weeks move on and the league moves on into the the drier pitches and the summer weather can't be too far around the corner it's, it feels like it's been raining for forever at this stage and windy forever but uh, hopefully that's all the storms and everything over and the games can go ahead um, moving on anyway into schools football and uh, we want to congratulate St Pat's Navin the junior team on their victory over St Pat's and Maharad two goals and seven to seven points in the All-Ireland semi-finals so that sees them through to the All-Ireland final we're not just sure who they'll be facing in that final, are we, Davy? No, not just yet. No, not sure who. I think it's in about two weeks' time, and there's rumours that the game might be in Temple Moor. So, right. So well, then, I, 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 I seem to remember overhearing something about a Kerry team or something, mm, a Kerry schools well, team sense, beating uh, somebody. So that'd be an interesting one, and Temple Moor would would uh, would probably be halfway between uh, both. So that would make sense. Um, but as we get those uh, fixtures and. Uh, uh, and stuff we we will let let you know on social media. Um, but well done to St Pat's. Great to see St Pat's Davy um, back. You know, uh, getting winning ways. It's been a while now since since St Pat's and Avon have have um, have have been up up there. I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. It it is, and it it gives everyone a bit of a lift in the county because it's it's a good indicator of what's coming down the line. You know, when you see that a lot of them lads will be playing under seventeen football for their clubs now. Uh, this year so they're not all that far away definitely from playing under 17 with the county and then under 20 but actually caught the last few minutes of it St Pat's and um, do stream their games live on Facebook which is a great service absolutely and I caught the last 10 minutes of it and there was a lot of rear guard action because they're only three points up and there was some magnificent blocking towards the latter end and they actually caught Mahra on the break and struck for a goal to go six up deep into injury time and then all hell broke loose in the middle of the field and Mahra actually received two straight red cards but the game was completely... Wouldn't be like an order on team now. <laughs> no, no, when the game was over, but uh, they, as I say, you know, the Pats lads did well to keep their heads because obviously they have a final coming down the tracks. They weren't going to revert to that kind of nonsense. And you know, Who's over that St. Pats team? Do you Seamus know? Peppard is, I think, the manager. Seamus was a teacher when I was there. A gentleman, really good football man, plays a little bit of club football in Loud as well. And um, he's obviously doing a great job with them. There's another two lads involved who are new, which I'm showing my age. I, they weren't even there when I was there. But <laughs> I know Seamus is still heavily involved. So, um, look, a great result for them. It speaks volumes for it. It'll give everyone in the school and indeed in Navin and, and Meath as a whole a lift. Um, great it's, to see them back. It's funny, like w- when I look back at uh, the victorious Mead teams, mm-hmm. um, there was a correlation there between St. Pat's doing well and Mead doing well. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose 87, 88 was the catalyst for, for young footballers, aspiring footballers. They had their their um, heroes and everything on that 87, 88 team. And I suppose midway through the 90s, you could see, or, or maybe even in the early 90s, you could see St. Pat's and Avon really, really kicking on, mm-hmm. uh, winning, I think they won two Hogan Cups, in, or they definitely won one Hogan Cup early in the 90s. and uh, Early 2000s, I think, as well. As well. Yeah. And, and, and Joe and Sheridan's team. Yeah. Joe Sheridan's team, they won a Hogan Cup. Yeah. Then you had though, a lot of the players that were on that St. Pat's team were, went on to play senior for for, for, for Mead. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 no, it's no coincidence you know, like that, 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 that uh, uh, your your county team does well when your schools team and, and when your underage uh, setup is going well. Um, it just takes time, and, and that's why I suppose we'll get to it later on. But the Mead team that, that that we have now today is being built on previous success at yeah. underage, and you know it, it makes sense. You know, you you put the time in with the underage, and you will get the results down the line at senior grade. Uh, yeah, great for St. Pat's. And then in the hurling as well, while Mead Hurling is on the up as well, Trim uh, defeated Our Ladies uh, and St. Pat's of Knock in the All-Ireland Post-Primary School C-Final uh, in the hurling. Was it the final or the semi-final? 
It was in the final. What I think it was the final. No, no, it? I think it was the semi-final. Was it the semi-final? But, you uh, have it wrote down, do you? Yeah, I have it written down, but I think I may have written it down wrong, Davy. Um, but it says C-final. You're just going on to get that. But again, we don't have the score from that. It'll be yeah, great. no, that was a semi-final. It was a semi-final. Was well. a semi-final. The final, yeah. So they're through to a final. So it's great to see, um, you know, uh, trim... Uh, you know, a stronghold of for, for, for hurlers at the moment and, and, and the work that they're doing at underage as well is absolutely phenomenal. But to see them in an All-Ireland final is absolutely brilliant after defeating our ladies and St. Pats of Knock. So great, two schools uh, from the Royal County through to All-Ireland finals in their respective codes. Absolutely brilliant. We're going to move on now and we are going to go to the Mead Camogues because, as I said, we've got our new small ball expert and... Uh, wasn't it just absolutely perfect timing for Davy Rispin to get into Park Tolchin on Sunday, yesterday, or today, whenever you're listening to this, um, and uh, to see the Mead Camogues get their fourth victory in a row in uh, Division 2 of the National Hurling League, the Littlewoods National Hurling League. Um, Davy, give us a rundown very quickly on how the game went. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting game because there was that typical breeze blowing into the town which we've become accustomed to in Navin over the last few months. It's Can't robust. wait for the new stands to be built. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put a big, massive roof or dome over it all. But look, it, it played into the girls' hands there in the first half because obviously playing with it in that, they established a, a decent lead at the break. They went in 7-2 ahead and there, there was a mixture of some some really good play and some probably mixed uh, mixed bag of shooting in that. There was a lot of missed opportunities, but there were some excellent scores as well. Christina Troy, the captain, contributed three points in that first half. She was brilliant. Um, but defensively, I thought they were magnificent. And not just in the first half, in the second half as well. Barring that sloppy goal that went in with time almost up, defensively, they were absolutely brilliant. Louise Dunhu, Claire Coffey, um, Ellen Burke, you know, Maeve, Maeve Clinch or... Clints, I think is her name. It's a it's a funny one to pronounce, but they were unbelievable. Savage defensive effort. It really, really was great stuff. Um, not the most spectacular hurling. They'll they'll be the first to admit that. But to get the win and make it four from four, as you said, Mick was always the end goal, and they, they did that really well. Yeah, and against you know Kilkenny side, I think it's Kilkenny's second team yeah. that are that are playing Division Two, but still, you know. Uh, that Kilkenny side would be one of the hardest uh, you'll come up against in Division 2. These girls played Division 1, played Senior Camogie, and they knew they were up against it, uh, against this Kilkenny side. Yeah, and but in fairness, I know the, the scoreline probably a little bit flatter on Kilkenny. It finished uh, 9 points to 1-5, which is only a 1-point win, but realistically, Mead were by far the better team over the 60-plus minutes, and um, they were just made to work for it that bit but when the when the going got tough they lost Jane Dolan who'd be one of their main scorers very early on Anya McNerney came on she was brilliant Amy Gaffney as the game wore on was, was superb she won serious amount of ball deeper out and um, you know overall you'd have to say the, the work ethic that went into it was, was brilliant and they'll be delighted with the win and progressing to the knockout stages we're not sure what the knockout stages actually means at this stage but yeah. they're there yeah, there, there's a bit of confusion about that, but uh, you caught up with the the management team of uh, Brendan Skeehan and and then later in the in the interview, Mark McManus, who was dragged into the interview. That interview he didn't will take be, too much dragging. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do um, uh, a Patreon uh, Loyal Royals uh, podcast, a Camogie special on uh, that game today, um, uh, where Davy Rispin was at that uh, Camogie match and saw, saw witnessed Mead getting their fourth victory out of four. And he, even the Mead management don't seem to know how the knockout stages are going to work because there's going to be three teams coming out of one group and two teams coming out of one group and one team going straight into a <laughs> semi-final and one team being relegated probably or something. It's all very confusing. But um, you also did uh, catch up with Christi Christina Troy, uh, the player of the match on the day. And um, I suppose, you know, we're, we're going to give you a snippet of that interview. And, you know, what a day to, to get the victory, as you said, in Navin, in Park Tolchin. The Camogues don't usually get into Park Tolchin, but it was a fitting way for them to get their fourth win. I suppose International Women's Day as well, it'd be wrong of me not to <laughs> not to mention it and getting the game in Navin. For, for you as, as players, I know it's something that you probably don't get to experience as much as you'd like or as much as you probably should do. Mm -hmm. um, just what does it mean to get to play in the county grounds and, and maybe 
looking forward to the future it'd be nice to get a couple of games here as well yeah no it's great you know you see all these top teams coming here playing like against the hurlers ladies footballers and the men's footballers and it's nice to kind of show off you know that we're part of it too and we can come in and give just as good a performance and a show Mm. than any other county team Um, so yeah it is great and I suppose we are thriving and you know our name is is, uh, out there a bit more in the camogie circles so Mead are up and coming I think in the next couple of months now you'll see it so that was Christina Troy talking to Davy Rispin after the game and uh, for the in-depth analysis and uh, for the in-depth interview that he got with Christina Troy, head on over to our Patreon service um, and forward slash We Are Mead. It's the Loyal Royals podcast. We do at least two of them each week and they're just, uh, I suppose they're, they're more in-depth. We've got loads of um, stats. We've got loads of interviews and everything in these podcasts and we do extra podcasts every week for all the listeners out there if you do want to get the extra content. This one here, the We Are Mead one, is all about giving you the information and uh, I think, you know, uh, with all the information we have to give you today, we could be here for a few hours, Davy. But uh, again, just going back to that uh, Christina Troy interview, uh, International Women's Day, and uh, you know, for for, for the for the, it had to have been a great spectacle for 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 the Camogues, as we alluded to already. They don't get into Park Tolchin as much as they probably deserve to. Mm. Um, you know, they've played senior Camogie. They've played Division One Camogie um, against the top teams in the country, and it'd be great if uh, we could see when, when, when obviously when Park Tolchin has not been used for the men or even double headers. Do you know what I mean? Like even with the, the, the ladies' football and stuff, it'd be great to see our um, county teams, Camogie football, ladies' football, um, you know, all being able to share Park Tolchin. Yeah, absolutely. It would, of course. I mean, uh, speaking to to Brendan Skeen after the game, and he referenced it that when if Mead want to be where they really want to be in Division 1 of both the league and the championship, they're going to be playing at county grounds, big county grounds. So he said it's it's vitally important that they play in the likes of their own county ground because, you know, going away to big places like Cork and Limerick and Tipperary and that, you're playing in these massive kind of amphitheatres. And, and look, at it's important that when they have their home games, they get the fair crack at the whip to get in there. And like... I was a little bit disappointed with the crowd, I'd have to say today, I didn't think there was a whole pile on in terms of other games and stuff, and it was a nice day in that. Decent crowd, but I thought there could have been a bigger crowd, but hopefully, you know, going forward, now that they're doing well and picking up results and that, that people will start getting out and supporting them, because they clearly do deserve it and they can perform to it to a really good level as displayed today. Yeah, I, w- I won't lie, I didn't even know that the Camogues were playing in Park Tolchin today, so maybe there's a little bit of... Um, you know, marketing or, or more advertising or, or, of of stuff that that needs to be um, uh, done on that end of things and whatever. But I'm, I, and I'm sure the 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 Camogie board know that they're, they're and they're trying their best to get as much information out there as possible. Maybe people don't just notice it or whatever. Maybe the local newspapers and radio and all that. Um, it'd be great if they could get on board and whatever. But like, it is twenty for twenty or twenty twenty. Um, and you you want to see these women's sports, and especially in Mead, where where we do have high achieving um ladies uh, in, in 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 their codes, be it in ladies football or camogie or you know any of the different sports that they play, it'd be great to see them get more exposure. Um, and you know that I I, I think that part the more park touching can be opened up the better. Like, it's a fantastic surface. It's well able to take it, like. Yeah, and the surface today was was brilliant, you know, after two games on that last weekend and a lot of rain has fallen in the last two weeks and that the surface was absolutely perfect. Biblical. Yeah, it really is. And I suppose for the girls to get in the opportunity to play in on that, like, we, we all know club pitches around the county, what they're like at the minute, they wouldn't have the same um, sod as what Navin has at the minute. And, uh, you know, at times, the, the girls really displayed some fantastic hurling or fantastic camogie you know on that surface with quick incisive play and um, it'll only serve them well playing there for experience and indeed for their style of play yeah yeah it was absolutely brilliant we're delighted for them and as we find out how uh, how the, the the knockout stages are going are going to go we will um, get that information out to you and um, just stay tuned to our social media moving on sticking with the ladies it was the ladies footballers Absolutely brilliant result here. 121 to Armagh's three goals and five. This game was played in Armagh. 
and uh, that is a fantastic victory for the for the, for the Mead footballers. We we weren't able to get uh, many updates. Uh, uh, we didn't have any spies at the game today. Tom O'Connor, uh, well, if he was at it, he didn't give us any information about yeah. the game. Um, we are looking to try and get as much information on the Camogues and ladies football as possible as well. If there is people out there listening that uh, can, uh, you know, maybe get get in contact with us and, and, and get us the information uh, so that we can give them more exposure. But what a win for the Mead ladies. And a vital win because uh, Kerry beat Monaghan as well today, meaning that Mead jumped up into second place in the league. Uh, Kerry are on 15 points, Mead are on 10, Cavan are on 9, Monaghan are on 9, Tyrone are on 9 and Armagh are on 6. So that win for Armagh, if, if Armagh had won, they would have uh, jumped up into joint second on, on, on with a load of teams. But that victory for Mead, now they had a little bit of a blip last week, a draw against Clare, having been seven or eight points ahead. Um, they could have a little bit of breathing space between themselves and, 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 and the remaining teams. But I'm just looking down at it, there is three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So they've seven games, there's two games left. Mm. Um, they have two games left. If they win their, their last two games, they're guaranteed uh, a final spot because... I know earlier in the year we spoke about the the Mead ladies and uh, we were saying about how um you know they have to just just have to end up in the top four and the top four go into semi finals. They've changed that this year. It's just a straight final between first and second, and the winner of that goes goes get get gets uh, promoted uh, up to Division One. So this is huge, an absolutely massive victory for Mead. Yeah, bounce back ability. That's yeah. one of the biggest uh, sayings in sport in general, and you know bounce back ability to go to Armagh, put up a score of. 121 is unbelievable really and um, you know it's never an easy place to go no matter what you're playing um, you, you mentioned it earlier on about the northern teams in schools did I did I mention something <laughs> about that did I <laughs> yeah, yeah. you might have done but look at it's it's a brilliant brilliant win and you know they outscored them what was it what did they outscore them eight scores to 22 or something like that I know yeah. it was a lot closer with the goals and stuff but you know leading 112 to 3-3 at half time bit of an odd score line but you know very good score to be putting up the old reliable Emma Duggan, you know, popping up with the Mead goal inside the first five minutes as well. Um, and all we have was there was scores from Stacey Grimes and Avian Cleary, but don't you know, well, there was far more for Emma Duggan and the likes. And, you yeah, know, well, Emma Duggan did chip in with the goal, isn't that right? Yeah, she did. She got that. the goal, yeah. So, look, at it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant result. They, they need to keep the foot on the gas now. They have two more huge games, two finals, I suppose. You have to look at it like that. That's what promotion is going to hinge on, and then they'd have the bonus I suppose the bonus is what I'd use as a term for the final if they were to get to it. But I remember we were sitting here last year, you know, when we were criticising the, the four teams going into a semi-final and you come up and you, you do ever so well to finish top of the table, which me did. And you come up against the four-place team who maybe get girls back, which they didn't have earlier in the league and stuff, and then they nail you. So now it's, it's, it's on merit. So it's the top two teams on merit over the seven games, as you say, and you know, let the best team win. And me, they're up there at the minute with Kerry, and that's where they'll want to stay. Yeah, well, I've just gone in and checked out the fixtures that Mead have left. They've got Kerry left, and they've got Wexford left. Huge game. Yeah. So Kerry is the next one. That is Sunday, the twenty second of uh, March. That's two weeks away, I believe. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it's in a, it's at a Mead venue. Um, the venue is to be confirmed, but it's two p.m. on the Sunday, and that is an absolutely massive match if Mead can get a victory against Kerry on uh, in their next game you know they'd nearly be no they wouldn't be guaranteed a final spot but they would have gone a long way yeah. to cementing a spot in that final and that is a huge game if, if anybody who's listening when we when we get the fixture out there and we know where the venue is get this Mead game uh, you know they're coming up against Kerry who are unbeaten five wins from five um, the, Kerry have had a couple of scares along the way but have finished strong in most of their games and you know I, 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 this is this is huge I think Tom O'Connor might organise a Venga bus for it as well yeah. <laughs> from Ashburn yeah. um, well absolutely and if anybody else can, can yeah, organise yeah, a Venga bus get as many Venga buses over to wherever this game is going to be played and get behind this Mead ladies football team yeah it's a huge game and it's it's a massive game for Kerry too they'll come up here knowing that if they win this they're, they're true they're promoted that's all they're looking for. Well, not promote. No, 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 no. Just guarantee oh, sorry, the final guarantee spot. The final spot. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But realistically, you know, for Mead, it's it's as big a game, if not bigger, because they know if they win, you say it, they go within touching distance of a place in the final. Um, and Baron slips up slip ups below them, they could even nail it on that day. So huge, huge game, and I think they have the form line going into it. 
to really upset Kerry. And as you say, it's a home game, so it's vitally important that everyone gets behind them and makes it a, a cauldron wherever the game will be. Hopefully yeah. it'll be in Navin. It'd be brilliant if it was, but, you know, we'll see. OK, like the the men lost to Kerry a few weeks ago after a bad start in the game or whatever. And, you know, this is a chance mm. for the ladies to right the wrongs of Killarney a few weeks ago. Um, you know, the wrongs that you did in Killarney, Davey, we'll not get into <laughs> them, so we won't. <laughs> <laughs> and the rights and yeah. the rights as well but like uh, you know uh, look, Kerry are always up there you know to be to be uh, to, uh, to, to pit yourself against the best and we want this mead ladies football team wouldn't it be amazing to get back to back promotions or uh, you know from division 3 to division 2 and then straight to division 1 from division 2 that, that it'd be absolutely brilliant but they need the support they're mm. going to need the support against this Kerry team who have you know they've Points, their points for are 110 and their points against are 65. So they've got plus 45. It's only 50-50, um, isn't it? You, you know what I mean? Like, And then the closest to them is Cavan with a plus 36 and Monaghan with plus 30. Mead actually only have plus 17. So if they can put up a good high score against... They still have to play Wexford, the bottom team. So they do in their last game. But they, I think their, their league ambitions all hinge on this game against uh, Kerry so uh, yeah we're wishing them the very best what a win against Armagh I've seen this Armagh team playing and they are an excellent excellent uh, uh, football team uh, they have a corner forward and I'm trying to think of her name um, uh, it's Amy I've uh, I, 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 I seen them uh, against Tyrone the day we were down for the oh, Kerry game and they were brilliant uh, they, yeah. they were really really good that day I have the programme at home actually we must we must take it out for a preview maybe of the Meeting Kerry game in the league. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. All of it's there. But um, yeah, they were excellent that day. Now they were at home, they were in their backyard, the big crowd behind them. And that's something that I noticed. The Kerry people, it was a doubleheader with the footballers, with the senior footballers before the Mead game. The crowd that was in there for the ladies' was game just was say, massive. Yeah, they made and, their way in. It just shows, like, and I'm not I'm not criticizing Mead fans, but when we have a doubleheader with either the hurlers or the ladies' footballers before, say the football the men's footballers, people don't tend to come in until the last 10-15 minutes maybe of the game Yeah, it's vitally important I know this isn't going to be a double header but in future just get yourself in and get behind them you know we're all supporting Mead at the end of the day whether it's fecking camogie football chess Mead, Mead's, Mead, whatever, Mead, you know? Mead men their last game is against Monaghan that's on the Sunday as well isn't it yeah, that's away. Yeah, it's two weeks away. Yeah. It's going to be around the same time. So anybody it's, it's not, definitely both on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, they're both on the Sunday. So that's 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 disappointing. Unless that fixture gets changed between now and then, they play it on the Saturday. But um, I, I, I'm doubting that, you know, because Kerry will have to travel up and whatever. For, so getting up early on a Saturday was is, is probably not a, a possibility. But um, anyone who is available to get to the Mead Ladies game, get to that Mead Ladies game. It should be an absolute cracker. And, you know, it could be the catalyst to uh, what could be a wonderful, wonderful season for the Mead ladies. Flying absolutely at the minute and, and great to see them in second place. But that next game against Kerry is absolutely huge. Moving on, um, we again, we've wished them the best of luck. Um, moving on then to the Mead minor Camogues. They were out on Saturday and they beat down in their uh, in their game. Six goals and nine to Downs five points. So a good win for the minor Camogues. Davey, we at this one. No, I didn't get to this one, Mick, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, we just want to note it and uh, say well done to the Camogues again. If there's anybody from the Camogie board or the ladies' football board out there, please get in contact with us, with, with us um, and uh, make contact with us so that we can start to maybe get more information on uh, Camogie and football, be it senior or minor. And uh, the email address is wearemead.com gmail.com we are mead at gmail.com so we're going to move on now and we're going to go to instagram interactive and davy rispin is just making a little bit of a video there of himself i think um he's putting that straight up on snapchat i i i'm guessing um or else it's going on to instagram but funnily enough it's a great link into our instagram instagram interactive and davy you are going to throw us Throw it, throw at me because I'm going to be the one answering. I'm going to throw a few back at you. Um, some of the questions that we have in on Instagram interactive. Yeah, typically good response on Instagram. So thanks to everyone for their questions and uh, you know contributions. I suppose the first one is from Mead Fan TV, and uh, they asked, "When do you think Mead will win their next All Ireland?" Wow, jeez, yeah, that it? is a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, there's there's optimism around, and I'm very optimistic um, about the the current team and the current crop of players and the players that are coming behind um like 
I I just hope that with the players that are coming behind and the players that we have there now, that I spoke about this before about the humbleness of our previous All Ireland winners, especially our 87, 88 yeah. team, and then you go into the 96 team. The, you know, there was always a serious humbleness about those players. You know, you look back at the, the 87, 88 team, your Brian Stafford, your Colm O'Rourke's, your, um, uh, your Jerry McEntee's, your Mick Lyons's, you know, you go through them all, Martin O'Connell, every Liam single Harnan, one, yeah. Liam Harnan, all very, very humble guys. Went out and did a job, mm. enjoyed their football, but never shied away, you know. And if we can bring that type of mentality back into mead football, because I think over the last number of years, maybe over the last 10, 10 years, we've had a lot of fellas, without naming any names, and I don't want to uh, insult anybody, but we've had a lot of people who uh, were stars or loved the stardom of a mead jersey. Um, and that's not going to win you anything. I don't think. I think you have to be uh, down to earth, humble, and you know, get on with your job. Go out, enjoy your football. Know that your what you're doing <clears throat> is going to be appreciated by you know hundreds of people, maybe hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of people. When you think about it, uh, like the the population of Mead now at this stage. So I, I I just think that that's something. You know, you if we can if we can bring on the current copper players and the players that are coming behind. As I said, if they can be humble and go about their job the right way, I'm going to give you the answer to the question there. Yeah. <laughs> within yeah. within the next five minutes. Yeah, I had to, but I had to. I had to. I had to put some. Uh, I had to put some weight to the answer. Within the next six years. Oh. Mm. See, it's funny. I get very emotional when we go out of the championship, whenever that is. You know, usually it's the evening of it, and I often question it because I, I, I we won two All Irelands in my lifetime, but I don't remember either of them, and. Um, I always ask myself the question, you know, the day after, the, the, the evening of it, will I ever get to see Mead uh, lifting on Ireland again in my lifetime? And it, I suppose it's it's that rawness after a defeat and, you know, being knocked out of the All-Ireland and you think, oh, geez, we've come so far, but then we're back to square one from next January, you know, and you'd like to think it'd be in the, in the next 10 years. Anyway, I wouldn't like to put a date on it because it's it's virtually impossible to really, no one knows what, what could happen with anything. Um, but I think the way we're going, certainly with the underage structures in place and um, with the progress that have been made in a senior capacity as well in recent years, there's definitely nothing to say that in 10 years' time we won't have at least to have one All-Ireland, an, an additional All-Ireland to our name. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and, and like the team, the, 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 the team, the progress that has been made in the last two years, we saw it in the Super 8s last year, we've seen it in Division 1 this year. They're not very far away from breaking into that you know, mm. top six. Um, and if we can unearth whatever it is that we're missing to bring them, bring them that next little step, what I'd fear is that the, the players that are there get kind of, uh, what's the word, frustrated or something and start to yeah. opt away. But the mentality of them at the moment is absolutely fantastic. I love they're, they've got this never say die attitude they keep going to every final mm. whistle no matter in the face of adversity they keep going and keep going and I think that will get them so far and then we need to unearth whatever it is we're missing yeah sure next one is from T. Carey uh, Thomas Carey and Drumbarra and he's he's very eager because I remember him asking this question a few weeks ago as well and he says any word, any word on when championship draw is happening no idea just yet um, I'd say the, the, like there's no need to do it too early because um, you know we've no championship in April. It could be it could be the end of May. I'd say, or maybe maybe early June before they do the championship draw. Yeah, that's, what, championship that's draw. what I'd say as well. To be honest, it's normally actually it would normally have been done by just, now. Just now, yeah, yeah just, a couple just of weeks ago. Couple of weeks ago. For, but no need, as you said, till yeah. till August. So yeah. Um, next one is from Lynch Show, nineteen eighty, and he says, "Which players back from injury next week?" Oh, uh, I didn't hear anything on the injury front. Who's back? Um, Harnan is back. Yeah, Lennon. Um, and Lennon is back. Uh, Neil Kane is back training. Yeah. So uh, Shane Shane Gallagher has had a little bit of a setback. So he has with his injury. Um, I think he injured himself at training last week, and then I'm just trying to think. Is Campo? I, I, no, I think Campo, Lav, and Mickey Newman are, are long term absentees. Oh, McCoy was was McCoy one. one? No, he's there. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, um, he's, he's cleared up. So there's not too many. Shane McEntee's another one. Oh, yeah. uh, Andy Colgan, obviously the goalkeeper. So 
we're probably not too far away. What I would say is, I know that the games are important, but the results, sorry, not the results, but the actual meaning or the, the meaningfulness of the games are probably, you know, not as important now as they were. So what I would say is there's no need to be rushing lads back. Yeah. Um, we should just get them right for championship and make sure they're perfect. 100%. Op- perfect opportunity for, for, for giving lads who haven't had a lot of game time, game time. Yeah. And especially when you're coming up against Dublin and Monaghan, fellas that may look at themselves and say, right, well, I'm going to take my opportunity here. So, you know, it's, it's a chance to blood a few to players, no pressure on them uh, when they go out in the next two games. Yeah. Oran Mulvaney's next, a little bit of Old Castle and some Bridget's banter here between the two. Oh, no. Yeah, this happens quite a bit. Will Jack Blake transfer to Castle Rahan? Bridget's tradition at this stage. Oh, that's that's that's. Oh, yeah. how he, good is he? How good is he? He's not bad. He's a good little player. Corner right. forward. Um, won an under twenty last year with Innie Gales with, with Bridget's and Myla. Um, playing first team obviously with Bridget's. He's a he's a Bridget's man. I'd be very surprised. Now Ocean Cairn was a Bridget's man as well. So look, we won't rule it out. But I. I I think I'd be a little bit surprised if that was to come to pass. Yeah, Castle Rand just seem to have their claws in, in St. Bridget's and, and Old Castles to do. So mm. uh, you never know. Um, hopefully, hopefully he stays. The famous P Stapes. Ah, P, P Stapes. <laughs> yeah, P Stapes. PS uh, Tapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit disappointed with him with this question because Ooh. I think this is a fairly obvious answer now and I've done a poll to emphasise that. Okay. I'll ask you for your answer, then I'll go to the results of the poll alright he just says tea or coffee at half time whoa yeah um, depends on the game really doesn't it uh, if you're falling asleep you're going to have a coffee if the game is that bad but uh, no it's for me it's always coffee for you it's always tea um, yeah I'd be a coffee man at half time really yeah yeah well we've done a poll and um, over 100 people have I'd voted. say you've done a few polls go on go on go on no <laughs> <laughs> I bought a bit Instagram. Yes. You've done it. Yes, yeah, I bought a bit. Yeah, You've yeah. done a few polls on Instagram. What are you? Oh, Davy. Go on. Um, 85 people have said they'd go for tea, whilst 20 have gone for coffee, which mm-hmm. equates to an 81% uh, tea and 19% coffee, which I'd say is pretty unanimous, and yeah. I'd have to go along with it. I, I like that, because I don't like to follow the crowds, Davy. That's Everybody sure. knows that. That's for sure. Um, Oren, Oren B06, like, I don't is, even know. Is that his rap name? Is yeah. it? <laughs> Oren Scooby, Scooby, Dog, Dog. He's just said under 20s. I don't know if that's a code for something or not, but I, I actually question and I put a question mark beside it. Don't know what he wants to talk about. Is it club? Is it county? What is it? Just under 20s. You, 20s. U20s, yeah. Okay, well, when he comes back to us, we'll discuss it. Um, Jimmy Morris, 19. When is Michael Newman back? And I actually tagged Mickey Newman in the response. He did follow us, but he didn't get back to me yet with a with a definitive date. You so. were talking to him in Killarney, um, and he was saying, he was saying what? He was saying a lot of things. He was saying a lot of things. <laughs> um, Most of it was probably uh, uh, unrepeatable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, I think... Um, I think the recovery is going well. There's probably no set date on it. The target was always championship. Yeah. And I'd I, say that hasn't changed. I was going to say, again, there's n- if he was borderline, you know, in a in a week or so, nearly there or whatever, and Mead were on four mm. points and we needed a win to stay in Division 1, you could probably look at going, God, we wish we had him back. But at this stage, again, not worried about him. He'll definitely be right for, for championship. Yeah, and that's what we want, you know, yeah. really, ultimately. Um, the next one we have up is from Alex Arkins and he said minor team will win championship this year great team right so that's a fairly definitive um, that's a statement more than a question so uh, well done Alex Um, hope you're right is Alex on that team is he or is he what age is he I think he's around that age he's a Kells man I'm guessing with a name like that, you'd, you'd, you'd like to you'd, think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. would suggest so, all right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, we'll see on that one. Uh, Robert Perfield, uh, this is this is going to go down well, this question. <laughs> he said, Cheltenham or Galway? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, uh, remember, we are... <laughs> <laughs> We're not done. Um, I'd, say, I'd say Galway. I've never been to Cheltenham. I know a lot of lads who have. It says it's, it's a small enough town, busy, this is... For me, it's Galway every day of the week, and it will be this year, no doubt. But um, yeah, yeah, m- mine banned both of them. Uh, move on. <laughs> uh, Adam T uh, two seven two seven four. 
are getting weirder and weirder these names. But anyway, um, Ashburn, they should, they should, those two lads should make a band. Yeah, they should, yeah. yeah. Um, Ashburn CS North Leinster final tomorrow. So I suppose we we wish them the best of luck in that. So absolutely, yeah. Didn't know about that one either. Um, we wishing uh, the Ashburn CS the very best of luck in that. Yeah, Owen Dunnigan is next. Uh, Pats Juniors for the All Ireland. Uh, well, they have a great chance. <laughs> They're, yeah. there. They're there. Um, and uh, you know, some Pats Mahara have have massive, massive pedigree. Um, and you know, are winning winning uh, Ulster championships there on and off. You know, it's it, I'd say if you if you were to look back at the the last fifteen years, I'd say they've won probably half of them. So to get a victory over St Pat's Mahara uh, in the manner in which they did uh, shows shows great signs and great encouraging signs for the for the All Ireland final. Mm. Um, and we do hope we do oh. hope they can go on and win that All Ireland final. Simon Finn fifteen. Um, can we keep the under twenty in Mead or even under? Sorry, can we keep it under 21 in Mead or even under 20? Lads missing out on ball who may not play senior. So what he's saying is with the yeah. rules come back to under 19, there's a risk that a lot of lads will miss out on a year, if not two years, playing under 21 or 20. And maybe if they're not just there with a the senior team... Drift away. Yeah. Well, I think there is talk of that. We did speak about that on the on, on the podcast here a few uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or whatever, I think there is talk of um, another, um, maybe under 20 or, or under 21, maybe not a championship, but some sort of a league as well. They are looking into that. It's something that the Mead County Bar County Board are looking at as well. Yeah, interesting one there. Um, next one we have is from Paddy Clark from Kilmaine and Wood. He said, how Susan Farrell messed up the fixture this morning and how ah, many yeah. wides Rispin hit on Thursday night. Oh, right. Well, there's two two things in there. Yeah. yeah, there's two things in there. First of all, uh, Susan, Susan Farrell. Um, she's she's replied. Oh, hang yeah, on. Well, she does have the right to reply. She does, absolutely. And especially on uh, World Women's Day. Yeah. Or International every, Women's Day. Yeah, yeah, you get that one I'll right. I'll get that one right. <laughs> um, does home, home in capital letters team, not notify the referee? <sighs> two question faces, you know, with the hand across the chin like this yeah and then the monkey face with the hands over the mouth like that okay yeah nobody on on, on our podcast could see what the the actions you were doing there but i i saw them. they all I know, know exactly but then funny he's got back again oh, with, and messaged me and he says um would it not be the team that wants to change no we will blame susan anyway he's his laughing face oh that's uh, look um I take I, I think you should take this uh, offline instead of online. Um, I don't see why we should be the mediators between the two of them. Uh, we are not uh, God and all is in, incumbent, so we're not. Um, but uh, there was a second part to that, Davy, that I'd like to come back to. Yeah. Um, uh, we we played Kilmaine and Wood on Thursday night in the challenge, and yep. um, I was just uh, keeping my powder dry for championship and uh, not giving them any kind of. Um, indication of what I will do to them in championship but well, uh, and what was his statement he says how many wides did I kick on Thursday night and can we get an answer to that no there was that many I can't remember <laughs> it went above your fingers and toes didn't yeah, it oh definitely so, yeah, first hand anyway yeah, yeah, one um, of them nights the, le- the left peg wasn't just working as it normally would um, but to be fair normally yeah I kicked seven against them in championship last year and so uh, and there was no wides so <laughs> Look at let him count them in the challenge match and we'll get back to him when we play them in championship. Oh <laughs> nasty. Yeah, yeah. Um well there you got your answer anyway. Um, um he he doesn't know how many wides he kicked on Thursday night, but it's all about championship really, so it is. So. It is, of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom O'Connor, uh, typically coming in with a witty question. He says, Who will Ashburn Credit Union wish good luck to next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> You love to see it, don't you? Um, yeah, well, he he'll be driving by the credit union. He can let us know who they're who they're wishing luck to. But uh, yeah, obviously that's got to, to do with uh, the All Ireland final last year and Dublin winning it and the credit union in Ashburn um, uh, saying football that the, the All Ireland was coming home. Yeah, um, and if only it was coming home to me, that'd be great. Um, Mark Condren, Nobber for senior. Nobber for senior. Why not? Well, Mr. Condren, he's definitely a a, um, a, a head anyway. So he is. That's a it's a it's a Nobber name. I went to school yeah. with a few lads from from uh, from Nobber who who had the name Condren. So he's probably a nephew, a cousin, or a, even a son of one of the lads that I went to school with. Yeah, mm. uh, Jack Swan is Patreon free. Patreon is not free. Patreon is a, a subscription service. It is uh, five dollars a month. 
And for that, you get all our extra content. We do our We Are Mead podcast every Sunday evening, but we also do a couple of extra podcasts, at least two extra podcasts a week, where we will uh, have interviews um, with the management and players of the teams that we are, the games that we're at. And also we do try to get some previous players or uh, committee members from uh, from the Mead County Board to do interviews, the likes of Seamus Kenny and uh, I know Martin O'Halloran has done some mm. before and Mickey Burke did one there a few weeks ago, an in-depth uh, interview with Davy Rispin, absolutely brilliant if you want to go back and look at that. So it works out at $5 a month and uh, it just gives us the opportunity to do the extra podcasts and get to the, to the extra games and, uh, you know, keep the equipment and everything right for doing the podcasts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, five euro uh, subscription fee for the Patreon service. Starry Boy, will we ever see anyone do it? Starry Boy? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Starry Boy? The actual Starry Boy. The actual Starry Boy, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Will we ever see anyone doing a Giles to their jersey again? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, I, actually, do you know what? I've seen a couple of uh, uh, ladies doing that in the ladies' football. Um, I saw, let me just think for name God, uh, Donna English in Cavan has done that before, plays midfield for Cavan, and she has taken off the, the arms on the jersey. Um, and uh, she reckons it's for more... Um, for, for more... Uh, Leverage. Well, movement. Uh, just the, the jersey holds you... Uh, hold you back a little yeah. bit and whatever I uh, let's put an idea in my head for, for uh, Junior B Championship this I year I thought so you was. retired no? no Junior B Championship oh. and, and round 8 of the of the football league as well yeah. I might I might arrive under the pitch that day with the, with the shoulders cut off I thought the jersey. you were well you might have come with the shoulder pads on you <laughs> I that's what you were going to say oh that's it that's it you heard your first folks he's just after dropping the gauntlet to me so he is uh Round eight. If anybody out there wants to go and see a game of football, round eight of the of the All County Football League Division Four B. That's where it's going to be at. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it's going to be at. Rispin against Brennan, Corten against Simon's Town. One night only. One side of the bunker against the other side of the bunker in the pit. Kieran in, in playing referee in the yeah. <laughs> That would be messy. <laughs> and Brian Kelly doing the stats. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything would be wrong. There we go. Um, Nearly there. Alex Arkins is back in with another one. He said Dunchocklin CC Leinster semi-final tomorrow. So another one. The schools are absolutely flying, aren't That's they? brilliant, yeah. So Leinster, Ashburn, Dunchocklin, Pats and Trim. And Trim. Um, and Dunchocklin are in the semi-final, is it? Leinster semi-final of, he didn't say was it uh, juniors or seniors, but he just says Dunchocklin CC Leinster semi-final uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And best of luck to them as well. Uh, Liam Riley has a question in here and he says, any, ch- any tips for Cheltenham? Any tips for Cheltenham? Um, from me, uh, keep your money in your pocket. And uh, for me, I like Dell to work in the Gold Cup. I, I think he has a great chance, five to one. So, um, put your fifty pence there, maybe fifty pence on that one. Fair play. Um, uh, no, no, uh, not something that I'm into. Fair enough. Uh, last one. Yeah, it is the last one. It's from Jack Flynn, who's um, midfielder for the under twenties, and it's an interesting money. He asked this because he's actually eligible to play as far as I know. So he wants to talk about the Mead Junior campaign. Yes. And he didn't actually play, to the best of my knowledge, with the Retote senior team last year. He played, I think, Junior B. So which would mean he's eligible to play with the Mead Juniors this year. So it's a funny one that he's actually asked that. Is he, you know, tipping us to put him on the team? But definitely he's probably worth a shot on it because I thought he was very good even against Dublin when everything else was going wrong. Mm-hmm. Big goss in the midfield and... He's going to be a senior footballer probably this year, so he mightn't get ever again the opportunity to play with the Mead Junior. So it could be an excellent stepping stone for the likes of himself if um, Davy Nelson deems him. The funny thing is, is that the the All Ireland Junior Championship will start before our club championship, so he'll be eligible. Yeah, yeah. So he will. But even if even if it hadn't been, he could play a senior this year and still play Mead Junior. Oh, this could he? Year. Yeah. Right. It's okay. The, it's it's it's, the it's last on year. the previous year. It doesn't yeah. matter no, even if you exactly. do this year or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So, like, yeah. the likes of Nobber can have as many as they want on Yeah. It, like yeah. Longwood did last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, that'll be interesting. Davy Nelson is at the helm again, which is great. Um, But, yeah, the likes of Jack Flynn, I'd certainly be looking at because it'd be just an ideal opportunity to look at him maybe with the view to put them into a senior squad in the coming years, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and all the experience that you can uh, you can get from playing Mead Junior is invaluable. You know what I mean? Like you just can't, you can't get that playing 
um, even for his club, you know, it, it, that'll bring him on in leaps and bounds um, and, and, and give him a boost of confidence. And uh, as you said, Davy Nelson, and uh, he's going to be the manager of the Mead Juniors this year. And we wish him the very, very best of luck. And uh, anybody who gets called into that, and maybe Jack Flynn might get a call into that. Um, so that's, that's is that interactive? Is that Instagram interactive that's all done? For this week, good, good scoop, wasn't it? It was indeed, yeah. Some really good questions. And thanks again, as always, for your interaction. And uh, something we might mention as well is past the pod. Um, we did this last year, uh, around this time. And uh, it's just, again, to put it into your heads, if, anybody, if there's anybody out there, just copy them, paste, cop, sorry, copy the link to our podcast. And anybody you think out there who's missing out on listening to the podcast, just send it on the WhatsApp message or send it on via email or whatever. Um, anybody you think would be interested in listening to me and Davy and the two lads talking absolute muck for an hour or two every week. Um, uh, but to us, it's for the love of Mead football. Um, so if you can think of anybody out there that you think may be interested in it, pass the pod. It's uh, Was it Crouchy who started it? Yeah. Pass the pod? Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, we're going to try and use his uh, his little, um, what would you say, his little... Uh, little slogan. 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 Uh, yeah. So yeah, pass the pod if you know anybody out there you think would be interested. Um, just coming back, final thing we're going to do, gapredictions.com in association with Cortown GFC. Davy Rispin, you are back up and running again this week for the second last round of the National Football League. Yeah, uh, I don't know what time the first game is at Saturday. Usually there's an early game, which is mm. a bit of a killer, but um, just make sure you have a week to, to do it. We'll be sending out reminder emails to anyone who's entered uh, this week, but um, make sure you get yourself in to uh, penultimate week, as you mentioned, Mick. Um, getting tasty at the top of the We Are Mead League with, I think, Gary Kine and Nicholas Finley fighting it out at the top there, but anyone who has a good week... Um, myself and yourself are probably a little bit away from that we do, we need miracles <laughs> and everyone to forget to enter for the next two weeks but I don't need miracles my aim at the start of this league was to finish above you yeah. you thought you were great for the first few weeks I, I you, know, great, you know you thought you were great you know going ahead of me and I said to you in those early stages this is a marathon not a sprint I've just popped you ahead of you after round four we've yeah. only two rounds left um, you know was that the I would, love it. I, I would, would love, love it I would love it if I met you that's exactly what I'm thinking that's all I have going through me here um, but uh, yeah I've pipped uh, Davy Rispin there in, in after last week just gone ahead of him and uh, Kieran Flynn he's still within my sights he's only about 15 or 20 points ahead of me um, and two good weeks have seen me jump ahead of the two of them and uh, that's the only We Are Mead league that I'm worried about um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that I can get ahead of Kieran Flynn as well. But at the moment, it's not too bad. I'm ahead of Davy Rispin. And, and we're having great crack. You know, Susan Farrell, I think she's having a bad, poor time at the moment. Mags Guinan has gone up the, the table. She's up there beside Kieran Flynn. Um, and uh, Coiner is up there at the top of the league. Yeah. With who? With Nicholas Finley. Nicholas Finley. Lock, yeah. yeah. So, um, look, best luck to everybody who's doing it. And we do have a prize for the uh, for the We Are Mead League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the winner of whoever tops the We Are Mead League at the end of it will be winning a, a lovely um, Mead Harlan uh, jersey, I believe. Yeah, oh, is that right? David? I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Sponsored by the one and only Glen Vey Holmes. That's that's the sponsor. Give it on the up, jersey, give it up on the jersey. Yeah. So I just wanted to remind him of that. But look, that's all from the We Are Mead podcast for this week. Uh, oh, hang on, David Rispin has a couple more things. I have two things. Um, one, I have to give a shout out to a big fan who's been looking for a shout out for a few weeks now. Is Lauren Moore, and she listens to us every Tuesday. And, uh, she blames it for being late for work every Tuesday morning, <laughs> which is a fair enough excuse in my yeah, eyes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, and, and her boss is going to understand. I was listening to the like, We Are Mead lads. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's her uncle. Like, so. <laughs> ah, she works for her uncle. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's, it's 100% grand. The other thing's a little bit more serious, and it's um, it's something that's a young boy in leash, uh, Dan Donaher, you might have heard of, um, diagnosed with a very rare spinal injury. Um, he's, he's a year old, I think, at this stage. His dad played for Leash, Niall Donoghue, and the reason I'm talking about this is we actually played their his side in the 2014 Leinster Championship after winning the junior, Courtwood, right. and we, we built up a great relationship with both Niall and with Courtwood as a club, and um, Niall had the had his son, and eight months in, he was diagnosed with this very rare um, spinal um, disease, I suppose it is, and, you know, it needs, the child needs uh, a lot of... Um, medical assistance and they're raising money at the minute the leash footballers actually Colin Begley and 
MJ Tierney, two of the greats in Leech, Leech football over the last few years, have set up a GoFundMe page. It's called Do It For Dan. And um, it's raised nearly 200000 at this stage. I think their aim is to raise about $2 million um, to get him the treatment he needs to to hopefully battle it and, and survive. So, look, it's just a thing that maybe anyone in Mead could possibly give them a, a little bit of a dig out, I'm sure, anything. And I was talking to Niall, and, you know, he, he said it'd be brilliant to get the shout-out on the podcast. And he says any bit of sport at all will be greatly appreciated from himself. Um, his wife and indeed the the wider family, the Donahar family. So yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I suppose probably people are seeing uh, seeing it coming up on social media and whatever. And uh, now there's the backstory uh, for you about what 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 it is about. It's uh, young Dan Donahar uh, in leash. And uh, as Davy said, if there's anything you can do, if there's any, if if you see it coming up and you've got a fiver spare or whatever. Every little bit is going to help um, towards getting this young man his um, his proper um, medication. And mm. um, yeah, we, we wish the Donahers the very best of luck with that. Remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.